You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. It's one of those things I don't <laughs> like to talk about because it's I so geeky. I never, I never admit it to anyone. Like, I never really bring it up. That's the thing that you're most embarrassed about out of all the embarrassing things that you've done. Yeah. Well, no. You that's not the most publicly embarrassing about, thing. like, your ninja magazines and Well, my ninja magazines were awesome. I was clearly uh-huh. a very cool kid. <laughs> uh, very good socially. Uh, still no, are. Still are. Yeah. Still very good in social situations. Uh-huh. No, I was the guy. I made the phone call. I spoke to the authorities, and uh, but it was all leading up to that. I mean, oh, it started man. off as a kid. I'm so excited for you I'll to tell everybody it. about this. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment <laughs> Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extillan. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. I do want to say a big thank you to everybody who goes to funemploymentradio.com and clicks on the Amazon link before you do your online shopping. Oh, my goodness. Fulfill your online shopping needs. That's true. All of your needs. You can find anything. Anything you want. Yeah. It's all there at Amazon and we will not judge you. No judgment. No matter. Well, we can't see it. We can't see what you purchase. Greg, every time you say that we can't, like the way you say it, it makes it seem like we can see what they purchase. Well, we, we can't see what they purchase and I wouldn't judge anyway. That's what I'm saying. We're not judgmental people. We are not. So you can go to funemploymentradio.com, click on the Amazon link and rest assured we will not judge you on whatever you buy, even though we can't see it anyway. We still uh, wouldn't judge Our pal Eddie in the chat at funemploymentradio.com slash live asks, uh, would you judge if he ordered adult sippy cups? No. No, they're wonderful. I mean, I probably shouldn't admit that. If, if today's a Isn't day of admission, Isn't that basically what like, a coffee cup is? Like, I'm basically drinking no, out of an adult sippy cup right sippy, now. Well, kind of, but a sippy has, cup. it like, a little hole cut in the top? No, but a sippy cup's even better because you can spill it and it won't, the liquid won't come out. Oh, because it has, like, the top that comes up. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's just creepy. It's actually. But no judgment. No judgment. See, you started judging. No, as long as in the, you just, you enjoy that sippy cup. We do not judge about <laughs> sippy cups. Go to funemploymentradio.com, click on the Amazon link. Uh, coming up on today's show, we have two amazing interviews. So we actually uh, talked to these two folks via phone yesterday, and they are from the new TBS show, uh, People of Earth, mm. which is. Which looks awesome. Yeah, and we'll explain it. It's, well, essentially, it's a show about. People who claim to have been abducted by aliens, and it's kind of like a comedy. It's kind of serious. It's a really, really interesting show, and the cast is amazing. So we had Brian Husky call in, which is so random. Like Brian Husky is a person that you recognize from everything. Yeah, I went home and started a TV show yesterday, uh, The Grinder, starring Rob Lowe, which is hilarious. And he was in the first two minutes of the episode. I'm yeah. like, oh, we just talked to him an hour ago. Well, and even on his Twitter account, he posts it, says, like, I, I'm uh, lovingly known as, you know, that guy or something like that. Something along those lines. So he, he refers to himself as being that guy. And he is. Once you look him up, Brian Husky, H-U-S-K-E-Y, you're like, oh, yeah, he's in this that I love or in this that I've seen, you know. He's, he's in, in everything. everything. And it's him and Nancy Lenahan, who's also one of those people. Can I also say... I've been watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and <laughs> randomly enough, and I talked to her about this, like, she pops up as a demon in one of the episodes of Buffy that I just watched. I think it would be virtually impossible to have never seen a show where Brian Husky or Nancy Lenahan didn't show up. Yeah. Like, like if of all your TV watching, I guarantee you've watched something at some point, a movie or a television show, where one of them has been in it. I think that's even bigger than, like... Six, seven degrees of uh, separation for Kevin Bacon or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Like you, uh, there's no way you haven't watched something with one of those two in it. Absolutely. But anyway, we had them call in and they are wonderful. But that topic of the show being the alien objection made me start thinking about about me as a kid and uh, 
if you listen to the show, you may know I kind of like some of the conspiracy theory stuff. No. I get I get obsessed with it. I'm not I'm not a believer though. You always classify me as like a believer. I know, and you like get really knee jerk about it when in fact I do think you are a believer, but then no. you feel like you're being judged. I'm a be- like people who like to drink out of adult sippy cups. Well, I'm a believer in this thing, but you make me sound like I'm a believer in like chemtrail stuff. And I am not a chemtrail guy. I know you're not a chemtrail guy, but I'm not saying that you're not I I genuinely believe that I think you think that there is a Bigfoot. Well, I mean, clearly there is. I mean, I, mean, I know that you like we do, do it you mean in the jest. Nor- you mean the North American Sasquatch? I know that we talk about it in jest sometimes, but I genuinely believe that you believe there is some sort of giant Sasquatch mm-hmm. thing walking around in the woods somewhere. I know um, two people who have seen it. Okay. Yep, they said they've seen it. They've seen it in, in way out in the woods. Where are these people? Who, are they are they country people, like from where you're from? Uh, no, no. Are they not- trustworthy? Do they do the drugs? Uh, I think they both do drugs. They yeah. both do drugs. Okay. I'm not in contact with them anymore. But mm. nonetheless, um, yeah, I think, yeah, one guy definitely did drugs. Uh, so, I mean, and I wasn't, but the, he, you know, teach their own. Yes, maybe he did. But still, nonetheless, I believe him that he saw a Bigfoot. That's not what we're talking about, though. Neither here nor there, because Greg needs to there. talk about something else. Well, no, I'm just saying to bring up what it is that I was talking about at the top of the show. <laughs> I don't know why I admit these things on the air. I don't know why I even do this. Because this show is uh, the greatest thing, and it's also our therapy session. It's sometimes. pretty much our therapy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Therapy for thousands of people to hear and judge. When I yeah, was... People are also talking about your rock-hard, uh, your rock-solid validation that Bigfoot does exist when you said, like, uh, they said that they saw it. Yeah. 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 Yep. Saw good it. enough for them. It's good enough They're evidence. Right. 100% concrete. As far as I'm concerned... <laughs> <laughs> this. People who he's lost contact with long yep. ago who might or might not be strung out on drugs. Stoner Scott, that guy, <laughs> I believe him. I believe that guy. He clearly was, uh, yeah, definitely. Man, now that I think about it, I don't think I ever knew that guy when he wasn't stoned. Mm-hmm. He was always stoned. Hmm. I doubt that affects his judgment in any way, No, though. not at all. So, anyway, <laughs> Stoner Scott said he saw Bigfoot in the woods. Um, so, uh, no, but what I was talking about was when I was a kid, uh, fine, I'll... I'll just say this. Just say it. It'll make you. When I was about seventeen, I. That isn't a kid. That's almost an adult. Well, I'm. I still count as a kid. I was seventeen. I was with a bunch of buddies of mine, and uh, my friend's dad had a house out in the country, out where I grew up. Because I grew up out in the country, but his dad had a house, and his dad was gone a lot. So we could go over there and hang out at the house. He had a hot tub. It's middle of the woods. Like it was really cool. You're way out in the country, hanging out in this hot tub, unsupervised at 17. It's pretty good, pretty sweet deal. So we would go out there, and there was one night. There was a group of us, and we were in the hot tub, looking over the stars, and we we kept looking up, and there was a light in the sky. Oh God, a light and, in the sky. And the light, though, we were watching it, and we watched it like over an hour. And it would move through the sky like slightly and then stop and then move back to a different direction and stop. And it kept doing this and we were following it and we were watching it and we're like, this is weird. It's not a comet. It's not an airplane. It's not a helicopter. Like, what is this thing? It's not a planet because it's it's switching directions and just moving. And we thought we were seeing this anyway. No, we were not on drugs. I'll say this. This was straight up sober. Which means he was totally on drugs. Oh, straight up sober? No, I'm... I, I was not on drugs. I didn't do I'm drugs. Not saying, I'm not saying drugs, but I'm saying, really, you guys no, were I having a few smoke beers? No, I didn't I didn't do anything. Else. Well, there may have been a couple of beers. <gasps> exactly. Exacerbated by, you know, a 98-degree hot tub. I'm sorry, but I'm sure it was completely <laughs> yeah. accurate. Keep on going. You and your science behind this do not have any part of this. 
we were just drinking sodas. <laughs> no, I may have had a couple of beers. I wasn't like wasted or anything. I know that. Like, it wasn't, I didn't, I was, surprisingly, I was actually a pretty good kid. Like I didn't do a whole lot of things. I wasn't too much, uh, yeah, there was, there were no drugs or anything, but yeah, I probably had a couple of beers. Um, and, and sitting in a hot tub and 17 and easily, uh, highly suggestible. So we were watching it and we decided we needed to call in to the local uh, airport and report that we were seeing this light. Oh, what do you mean the airport? Like you called the... Like we you called the airfield the... and then we called but the like national... In, your, in a phone book? Like, oh. Yeah, we called the National Guard airfield that was nearby and let them know that we were seeing this light and just wanted to report it, that there was a strange light in the sky we didn't know... An unidentified flying object. An unidentified flying object. We did not know what it was. Oh, good. Um... And uh, let's see, Chris is saying, remember now it's possible these are drones. Not not back then. There weren't any drones back then. Um, I don't know. We called it in, and and we were real serious about it. We were, we were really serious. Yeah, there weren't we were drones. What was that? Like, it would be like 94? What? No, there were no drones, yeah. No, I know. I was, I'm yeah. saying, like, yeah, that technology, like... No, didn't wasn't even close yeah. to existing. Uh, Ed's saying, shouldn't you call the military? That's what we called the National Guard. That's that's who we called the local airfield there. And uh, yeah, so we 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 called them in, left a big long message. They called back apparently the next day, and left a message uh, saying they didn't have any reports of anything. And uh, thank you for leaving the message. They didn't get upset. Like they just just kind of left a all right well thank thank you for calling we just wanted to follow up uh, let you know that we got your report and so we'll we'll take a look at that and he's like Max these uh, drunk teenagers <laughs> called us the other night they saw Project but I did. 4179 yeah. <laughs> but I did call, call it in <laughs> like I was the kid but before that like growing up I read all the books on aliens like I read everything I could get my hands on when I was like 10, 11, 12, in between reading Ninja Magazine and the uh, the alien books about where... I watched Fire in the Sky and I was done with aliens. That yeah, that one's freaky. That terrified me. Oh, read the book. No. Yeah. No, I, I even watched Fire in the Sky and, and as like outdated and silly as it is, I watched it a couple of years ago. Yes, it's I read still, Communion. It still creeps me out. Mm-hmm. It still scares me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read one that was said, uh, I think it was titled, I still have it, I believe, at my, my house now. Um, like... What if God was an alien or something like that? I would read books like that. So if that explains a little bit about who I am and how I how I perceive things, that's probably I was pretty pretty easily easily uh, easily squaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did. I I don't know. So now you know that your name. Did you give like your full name? Uh, when you called? I don't know. I don't because your name's probably in some sort of database, like conspiracy theorist database. I don't know, and they know me now. Mm-hmm. They've been keeping a close eye on you, Mister Nibbler. Nah, probably. Mm-hmm. I'm probably. I assume I'm being monitored at all times. Like nowadays, if you don't that's assume you're being crazy. monitored, no, I just assume I'm being monitored. I live my life like I believe. You know, I'm in the Truman Show. I've said this before, and I assume uh, somebody's watching me at all times. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make me crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm not a consp- I'm not. You should live. Everybody should live their life that way. That's all I'm saying. <clears throat> I'm not crazy. You're crazy. All right. Why don't we do this? Let's go ahead and play play our interviews. So, People of Earth on TBS is premiering. It sounds on, like you were t- like declaring yourself People of Earth. People of Earth. <laughs> uh, the series is premiering on TBS, 
uh, on uh, uh, Halloween. On Halloween. October 31st. Yep, Halloween night. October 31st. Halloween night, which is a Monday night. So it's premiering that night. It's the, the cast is incredible. And we have two of them here. So we're going to play our interview with Brian Husky first. And then uh, and then we'll, we'll come back and then we'll play Nancy's interview. But they are both wonderful, both awesome people. And so we'll just kind of jump right into it, uh, into the interview right here. Awesome. Here it is. Brian Husky on Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Joining us now here on Fun Employment Radio, we have one of the stars of the new TBS show, People of Earth, which I've talked about here on the show before because I am so excited about it. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it is. It's right up my alley. It's premiering October 31st, and we have on the phone right now with us the man who plays Richard Schultz, Mr. Brian Husky. Hello. Oh, hello there. <laughs> hello, Brian. <laughs> Hi guys! Hi. Fancy What's meeting up? you here, Brian. <laughs> Just happenstance, not or you know, set up by the, the machine that is uh, the, the network system and stuff. Absolutely. Not. Yeah, all of those things. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian. Um, before we talk about people of Earth, I just want to say, like personally, I'm a huge fan of your work. You, as you even put oh, it, cool. like even as you put it on your Twitter account, you're the actor proudly classified as a that guy. You are more than a that guy. You are hilarious. You've been in a part of so many, like really influential programs well, and projects that we both have really yeah loved. that we yeah. that we love. And uh, I'm that's just, cool. That's great. Yeah, it's really nice to get a chance to talk hey, to you. you know, that- that that just means you guys have an excellent taste. I mean, you're just you're just gravitating, you know, to the <laughs> finest, the finest comedy exactly. out there. It's exactly, very true. that's, that's very what true. I knew. I just needed it to be reaffirmed, yeah. Yeah. and you just did, and I appreciate that very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, with this uh, new series, People of Earth, so your character, and I, I wanted to talk to you about this. Your guy is a quote rabid reptilian conspiracy theorist, and. I'm not going to lie. I fall down the rabbit hole of conspiracy. I'm not a cons- conspiracy theorist then guy. This is what he says, but he might or might not be no, slightly. No, I am not. I'm not because I know what you're talking about, but I do fall down it and I love reading that stuff. So in yep. researching this role, like how much research did you do about, about these <laughs> reptilian, uh, you know, conspiracy theorist people? Uh, you know, to, to make myself seem like a really dedicated and professional actor, I'll say I just go like hours, <laughs> hours of just trolling through it. But to be realistic, I just kind of, <laughs> I just did a, a little, I did what pretty much everyone I think does much, probably what you did. I did, I went down to YouTube rabbit hole, um, which is fascinating, you know, because it's, it's. I, when I was researching, I was like, I don't want to look for stuff to make fun of. I really want to find out. Um, you know, what people are really invested in. Because, I mean, if you've had this experience, it's not something that you're just like, that you're going to sort of shrug off. It's 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 like having PTSD or, you know, or, or finding out you have some kind of weird disease and, and you want to make sense of it. That That's my perspective on all these, these characters. So, like, in researching it, it helped me, you know, give give Richard uh, a point of view, which is he's already has authority for issues just in who he is, but reptilians, you know, the conspiracy theories that they're ruling the, the government, they're controlled big business and lawyers and, you know, positions of authority. So that really helped me sort of dig in with him kind of having this like anti-authoritarian fear of the world. Um, and it's also good to know that the uh, the hierarchy in the reptilian system is that the, the the kings and royalty have wings and long tails and horns, which is cool. 
That's I didn't know that you part. Know? I haven't gone down that far. I didn't. Yeah, I mean, that. it's it also just provided some great like conversation with strangers who I want to sort of like turn off immediately. Um, <laughs> so did you shut down the social interaction? So did you find like in your research? Did you actually find like um, like any kind of support group where people were actually claiming to be, you know, like uh, people who were abducted and now they're trying to like piece their life back together? Well, I didn't personally, but when we were doing the pilot, um, they had a local journalist who had done a profile on um, just such a group in in Canada. And, um, you know, we were really kind of pressing them for what kind of issues they were dealing with, how they interacted with each other. And he was like, it really is like a support group. They, they are there to kind of voice their insecurities and issues around having... Um, this experience that they can't quite make sense of and in turn try to make sense of their life in dealing with this. And then they also would just have potlucks and sort of like <laughs> outings to the park where they play like volleyball and stuff. <laughs> so it's like so, a social group on top uh, of it. Yeah, yeah. But it really is, you know, as much as like it is a funny, it's a funny world because it's, it's you know, to make a hard pun, it's very alien to most people. Um, but it also is, is titillating, you know, because you there there is such a curiosity around it. Um, and and these people become the others, like the other people who are willing to kind of um, be the, the face and voice of that experience. But nobody wants to have that experience, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I don't think they want to sort of be in a position where like, yeah, I was abducted, you know, it's not a big deal, because you can't really sort of break it down. It's like, yeah, you know, I used to use drugs, but now I'm, I kicked it. Yeah. Um, people, I think, will always, there's a stigma to it, I think. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that isn't something that most people would probably go out of their way to be uh, to be advertising to everybody, uh, that this is what they're yeah. experiencing. Yeah, but, but it is interesting, the people who do advertise it are... Are, are genuinely, uh, gen- generally, the, the people I think that people imagine are sort of abductees, the, the ones who who are crazy enough to spout off about it all the time, um, and, and those might just be people who just need attention. And that, that's what's interesting. Interesting about the show is that there's this kind of line that we we cross back and forth between: did this actually happen to them, or are they just kind of damaged people who are trying to to, to make sense of the world? Um, and having both of those elements is interesting to, to play with as an actor. You're just like, well, he's he's very human, but he's also got this these other circumstances which uh, kind of scramble that being human even more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, along with that, um, you know, with like developing the characters and the different types of people, uh, is is all of it like a hundred percent scripted, or did you have time to, you know, did you get to do some improvisations as you're like talking to other people in the, you know, in the group, in the show? Yeah, we would do we would do one or two takes, um, and you know, always try to get the lines as written right, and then once we sort of found that uh, that was done, we would do a, do a, an improv or two. Um, or a lot of times we'd get in the room and we'd sort of put it up on its feet and we'd have, we'd do the scripted line, but it wasn't quite working, so we would fudge it a little bit. But um, there wasn't really any kind of like full improv runs where we do a whole scene um, with a show that has this, this many characters and this many uh, sort of in, intertwining storylines. You can't go off in some other direction and you know create a whole new scenario 
it's all in support of what's already written and what the story is. So that that's where if we did improvise, it was all in support of the scene and trying to make the scene better, um, just to make us sound like we're heroes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it really is a pretty amazing cast that they've put together for this. Um, did you guys know yeah. each other ahead of time, or is this all new working with everybody? I had worked with um, uh, Divine Randolph on Selfie the year before. Oh. That's um, right. I've known Wyatt for years, just sort of uh, through mutual friends, and we both uh, were affili- are affiliated with the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. And then Nancy Linnan and I, I can't speak today, Nancy Linnan and I uh, had worked on Worst Week together uh, a number of years ago, uh, just a couple of episodes. So, and I know Luca from the Bright Citizens Brigade Theater, and I know Alice Waterland from that theater as well. Um, oh, so, I yeah, realize Alice was a part of that too. So, yeah, so it sounds like you do yeah, have some connections yeah. with everybody. Well, that's, that's great. I mean, it's such yeah. a... Such a good group of people. And actually, we're going to be talking to uh, oh. Nancy here in just a little bit. Um, do you have a question that you think Great. we should ask her since you do know her? Um, um, ask <laughs> That's her a, why. Totally off the cuff. Right? I know. Her, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Ask her, uh, ask her, um, uh, ask her where she gets the, the willingness to have such a hideously ugly dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I will ask her that. Done and done. Yeah. Just sort of ask her out of nowhere. I just, you know, I'm just sure she'll be like, what? <laughs> like, what is wrong yeah, with very, you? Very ugly dog. <laughs> All right. I do have to ask, as a big fan of... Um, well, of course, as we've talked about, is of everything you do. But, uh, of course, you're a reoccurring character on Veep. Is Leon West going to come back next season? Uh, yes. Yes, he is. They asked uh, if I was going to be around, and I said, "Of course, I'll always be around." Um, <laughs> I yeah, I love that show. I love, I love him too. He's, it's so nice to go be a dick. <laughs> fun. That's true. Yeah, and everybody's afraid of your character. So. Yeah, they're all it's terrified. Like the, it, the, those are the kind of roles where you're like, you have to remind yourself, I have the best job in the world. So I am being paid. To do sort of socially unacceptable behavior, <laughs> right? you know, it's, it's so satisfying. And make so sure satisfying. you switch it off when the camera goes off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or I just say I'm just in character. You know? <laughs> don't mind Brian; he's, he's <laughs> method acting. Yeah, I'm researching don't... a role right now, asshole. <laughs> he's not really a dick. He's just <laughs> he's acting. Always researching. <laughs> he just plays one on TV. <laughs> well, Brian, thank you so much for taking the time to call in, too. I mean, I legitimately, I'm really looking forward to this show. So People of Earth on oh, TBS. Great. Yeah, premiering Halloween night, so everybody can check it out uh, yeah. that night. Um, yeah, it's so awesome. And, you know, best of luck with it. And congratulations on everything you've done. Seriously. Yeah, we'll see you in a billion different things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah but definitely in People yeah. of Earth. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, Brian. Great. Thank you so much. Re- really great to talk to you guys. You Enjoy too. Enjoy the show. Thanks okay. a lot. Thanks, Brian. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay, now do we act like, now do we continue to talk to each other? Are you still there? No. Yeah, okay. now we don't know. This is so awkward now. It's, it's, so it's really awkward. uncomfortable. <laughs> like I didn't expect. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. And there we go, Brian Husky. <laughs> so that is one of the things when you do these phone interviews, um, you know, just behind the scenes, you never know when it's when it's completely over. No, because sometimes they'll immediately hang up or sometimes mm-hmm. they're sitting there and you don't want to, you know, like 
bother them and keep talking. Yeah, or you want to say like, say oh, like, hey, oh, we you know, that was, that was yeah. great. Yeah, thank you for the good interview. <laughs> so <laughs> both of us just sat there not saying anything. So <laughs> Well, because also we had somebody who like connected us. Uh-huh. So there's also somebody monitoring the call. So I don't know if we're <laughs> supposed to talk to him anymore, if we're supposed to talk to the monitor. Like, we didn't know. It was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but there we go. So that was Brian Husky. He was a, he was a legitimately cool guy. Yeah, really cool. Seriously. And um, so that's not all. We then uh, went ahead and spoke to Nancy Lennon. Nancy's character is, <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think of the right way to describe it. So her character is uh, works at a retirement home. So in this series, there's a bunch of different people that are part of this group that meet up and talk about their abductions as like friendly people who, who know it. But they all have mm. different backgrounds. And Nancy's character lives in a retirement home but is um, sexually expressive. It is because she, yeah, her, like, she's a widower or widow. Widow? Mm-hmm. Does that matter? I can't. No, widower like, or gen- widow? Gender specific. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I she, think you're widower. Her, her husband died. And so she's living in uh, a retirement community and basking in all of the glory of said yeah. singleton and, and uh, retirement community. Yeah. yeah. So, so and she talks about that. Yeah, she does. She does. So, all right, let's go ahead and play Nancy's interview right here on Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Uh, Brian Husky's a tough act to follow. <laughs> <laughs> well, we may bring that up here at some point. He might There's... have told us a question that we should ask you. But I'll tell I don't you. Know if we should do it. Oh, right no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to deny everything right now, right from the beginning, just right now. Oh, I love him so much. He's so great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, here I'm just going to do a quick intro, and we'll just go right into this. Okay, cool. All right. We are joined now by one of the stars of People of Earth, premiering on TBS on Halloween night, Monday, October 31st at 9 p.m. We are joined by Nancy Lenahan. Hello, Nancy. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we just talked to you already. (laughs) Yeah, right? <laughs> well, Nancy, it's so nice to have you on. Um, you know, first off, I got to say, Sarah and I, we, we were talking to Brian Husky earlier today, too. And it's the same thing. We're such fans of your work. Like, you have been involved in so many of my favorite television shows of all time. It's unreal. <laughs> Both of ours. Great. Yeah. I'm, 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 every, I'm everybody's mother. I was just saying that up there. I'm like, oh, my gosh. My name is Earl. My name is Earl. You're, you're the mom. Um, Jonah's mom. Except for, Nancy, I just saw you because I am way behind the times I'm watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer for the first time and I just I kid you not when we had found out that we were talking to you I'm like I swear to god I just saw her in season three of an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer I just watched Oh, yeah, turned into a zombie. That was one of those very funny auditions where everyone is sitting in the waiting room knowing that each person is going to go in that room and turn into a zombie and then say, thank you very much, and then leave. <laughs> I know, it's so funny. I get that. That's one that people say, are you on Buffy the Vampire? Yes, yes, a long time ago. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was just so, I, I wouldn't have remembered if I hadn't just watched it a couple days ago, but then I was like, that is it. I mean... That it was a, a pivotal episode. You did a really great job. Oh, thank you. That was fun, fun, fun. <laughs> and you've done so many other things since then. So let's move off of Buffy. Yes. <laughs> By the way, this is all about Buffy. That's I don't know. It. I can't. I'm drawing a big blank now. But I'm awfully glad to be working working on people who are yeah. <laughs> That was a very fun time we had in but- Toronto. Well, and your character, uh, Margaret Flood, I mean, just by the trailer yeah. alone, you're, you've got to... You win the trailer. You win the trailer, yeah, yeah. definitely. Oh. Yeah. oh, gosh, I didn't know there was a, I didn't know there was a contest. The, but, secretly um, there was. Yeah, I, oh, my gosh. Margaret, 
sweet bedraggled Margaret. <laughs> I'm really having fun playing Margaret. And um, I tell you, sometime if you're bored, just Google, you know, the aliens stole my ovaries, and you're going to get page after page after page of people who've had that experience. So um, we have a lot of fun ahead with Margaret, I think. Think. Well, I got to ask, like, for this character, did you do a lot of research on on that kind of stuff? Like, just going down going down the wormhole of the internet, or uh, speak did. to anybody? Or, oh yeah, I did. Oh, I did. I went down the wormhole big time. I would. I enjoyed it. I had a good year to do that because it was like once they picked us up, we had. I'm, I'm exaggerating. We had about six months. I was like, I think I'm just going to go on YouTube right now, and I love hearing stories about people who've experienced what they've experienced. I, that, was, that was really fun to do. And I spoke to somebody who lives in Los Angeles who said, oh, yeah, yeah, I've been abducted many times. And it was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Very exciting. So did, did you go meet I, them? I haven't had, have, have either of you had any kind of an experience? No. I mean, I will admit I, I do follow that stuff. I'll fall down the, the, the wormhole of the Internet, you know, and I'll read about Greg is a, a conspiracy buff. Like he I'll, really does like to follow down all yeah, the theories. Yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean oh, really? I believe everything, but I will definitely follow some of them. Yeah, I'll watch. I'll wa- okay, fine. I'll admit it. I watch UFO hunters and I watch like Finding Bigfoot. <laughs> 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 Let's just get, get it out that. there. It's cool. Get it out there. Oh, it's really fun. It's really fun. It is. Demographic. So many of people who have, you know, had experiences, that's what they like to say. They don't like to say abducted, but who've had experiences are kind of my age. Like, I don't know whether the aliens got better at wiping our memories or if <laughs> it's, they, they all died out. But it's like, it seems like all these people in the 70s and 80s, it was like a common occurrence. So anyway, it's fun. It's pretty fun stuff. So what do you think, Nancy? Do you believe uh, do you believe in the existence of aliens? Do you believe that this is there's actually something out I there? I believe here's what I believe. I believe that people I believe that people believe it. Like I mm. I haven't had a personal experience. A little like God. Um you know, I haven't <laughs> had a personal experience myself, but I really I go, Okay, that person and there's this wonderful uh, psychiatrist Doctor Mack. I don't know if you Greg, if you know about him. Mm. He was a Oh, he was a psychologist, I think, from Harvard, and he said uh, that's what he did. That was his specialty, was listening to people's stories. And he came out and said, these people are not making this up. I'm here to say. And so it's really fun to see what he has to say about it. But I, I'm i not saying, oh, yes, I absolutely believe it. I believe these people believe, and I value their experiences, because I, I think I think it must be very lonely have had that experience and have people not believe you. Right. I think that's I think that's a, that's a real kernel of who I think Margaret is. Is that she's like chicken little? No, no, really, it happened. It happened. It happened. And nobody believes her. And I think it's sad. Well, as you were saying so. at the beginning, you were like, "Oh, I'm you know I'm recognized to be everybody's mom." But as I'm reading the you know the character assessment of Margaret Flood, who's a retiree taking full advantage of her newfound sexual freedom, <laughs> so that's a little bit different. That's a little different than well, the I, everyday I mom. See it, how I see it is that she's she's uh, she's her husband died. I didn't make that up. That was told to me by the creators that her husband died, and I think she's still looking for romance. And that's how I approach this. I, she's not a swinger. She doesn't have key parties. But I think she may occasionally maybe have one too many boyfriends and then have to try to figure that out. But um, 
she's just she's looking for romance, and who isn't, right? Right, right exactly. She's I, having fun. And I will say, I did one of my first jobs was working at a retirement community, and there was a lot of people spending quality time with each other when I was working there. Oh wow, you had oh oh there was uh, a had, yeah there was oh, a particular woman named yeah, Mercedes. <laughs> and she and I are going to have to have a little conversation <laughs> off the air. Oh, yeah. No, she'd move from table to table. Like, as soon as, like, unfortunately, like, a, a wife would pass. And then a week later, Mercedes oh. would be sidled up to the new widow. And, uh, oh. yeah. Well, life is short, you know. And it's I think true. when you, you get to that point in your life and you go, am I going to be in love again? Is it going to happen again for me? You know, I'm sh- so that that's because my, Margaret's older than the rest of the cast members. I'm not, but Margaret. <laughs> um, and I think she probably has a, a greater sense of of the finiteness of things than anyone else in that room. So, anyway, it was really fun to do that show. I, fingers crossed, it's a great big hit, and we get to do more. I mean, fingers I crossed. I am really looking forward the to it. The trailer sucked me in. I can't yeah. wait to watch it. Yeah, we actually had. Um, I'm telling you those aliens. Those aliens. How they slay me. They're so great. Yeah, I, I mean, that's the thing. I'm excited <laughs> to see how that all plays out, you know, in the actual series, which again, People of Earth, uh, Monday, October 31st on Halloween, perfect night for it to premiere. That just makes sense. Um, exactly. You're already yeah. celebrating Halloween yeah. on the weekend. Halloween's a Monday. You might as well just stay home and watch good programming. That's what I say. That's what I say. Stay home and watch it. That's what I say. Well, it's an interesting. I think it's an interesting project for everybody to figure out what the tone is because it's you know. And again, this has been written. This is not my idea. But very often, alien things are either silly, 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 and fun, like Third Rock, which was I just loved, or you know, really odd and you know, FX and scary. And this is right somewhere in the middle. So you have a little of both going on. And the aliens are just full out hilarious. I cannot get enough of them. <laughs> Bjorn Gustafsson, who plays the tall, sort of Scandinavian alien, just kills me. He's so wonderful. Well, see, oh, the- there's a lot of fun for people to discover in this cast, I think. There's a lot of really fun people in it. One, so many interesting characters just all around. Just the whole cast alone, because you have this super talented cast that all of you are. And each of you is in a different facet of that possible, you know, ab- abductee person. So nobody's like the other one. You each, each one I you know, get to go down and learn. I know, true, isn't it? Yeah. I know. I was, I, and I I'd worked with Brian before, but I had never had the opportunity to work with Anna Gasteyer, who's so wonderful, and Alice Wetterland, who's still, she's just divine. You're going to, and then there's divine, who's divine. Uh, <laughs> their cast is just really fun really fun and they wanted to play and there was some improvising that got to happen a little here and there so <clears throat> that was really great um, so. we do have a question from listener Brian who uh, wrote in uh, where do you get the willingness to have such a hideously ugly dog <laughs> listener Brian <laughs> um, let me see who could that be with that damn listener Brian he follows me everywhere um uh, well, it's again a face only a mother can love. You know, we can't all have dogs like Brian has. <laughs> Brian has cutest dog. <laughs> it's a dog battle. <laughs> well, Every time I take my little dog to the vet, I bring him home. He's got like six, six more teeth gone. It's like, <laughs> what kind of dog do you have? I don't know. He's a. I don't know. I call him a shit griff. He's like a. <laughs> 
kind of a Shih Tzu Brussels Griffon. I call him a Shit Griff. I don't know if there's really a thing like that, but that's what I call him. I love it. I'm calling all mutts Shit Griffs from now on. <laughs> exactly. The blanket term. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, Nancy, thank you so much for taking the time to call in, too. You are just wonderful, and we are so looking forward to seeing your show, People of Earth, TBS. Oh, I can't wait. I hope you love it as much as we enjoyed doing it. And um, and then thank you for, for inviting me. That's that's wonderful. Oh, oh my you. gosh, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back and forth. Thank exactly. you. <laughs> You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. There we go. She is Nancy just the sweetest. She is. It feels like, you know, she said that she's everybody's uh, mom. You know, when you she's feel like ax- instantly comfortable talking to her. You do, but then I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm hearing somebody's mom say shit. I know. <laughs> it's, it's uncomfortable, but amazing at the same time. <laughs> but it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Uh, so there we go. So People of Earth, that is going to be on TBS. Greg was so excited when he also realized that Nancy Lenahan was uh, the mom. Was she the mom? And oh, Catch Me If You Can. Okay, Catch Me If You Can is one of my favorite <laughs> it's movies. It's one of his all-time favorite movies. Yeah, all-time. It's top five for me. Catch Me If You Can is definitely top five. It's I can a watch fantastic that. movie. It is. I can watch it over and over I can and over. watch it even if it's like halfway through it. It's yeah. like Forrest Gump or something along those lines where you like yep. start watching it. It's like, all right, well, I can Doesn't just Doesn't matter. It. Mm-hmm. Jump right into it. Yeah, and it's about Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. He plays, gosh, and I'm forgetting, Frank, uh, Frank. I keep thinking Frank Underwood. No, I know. I'm forgetting yeah. the last name. Anyway, it was an actual guy um, who... As a as like a I don't know seventeen eighteen years old he posed as like an actual um, Pan Am pilot he posed as a doctor he posed as an attorney and this guy really did this this stuff it's a fascinating and, story and like forged checks and like just went around the world when at seventeen all you were doing was calling the cops about UFOs well thanks for making that too real <laughs> now you've ruined that movie now I don't need to watch that anymore oh my gosh. Yeah, that guy was. I mean, granted, I didn't go to prison or commit crimes. This is true. Um, but still, yeah, that that guy had a pretty exciting life. Yeah. Yeah, flying around the world with flight attendants and uh, getting married. I think at one point to somebody. Well, almost married. That's. I don't know how much is real or how much is part of the movie. But in the movie, uh, part of what the character does is he goes down to Louisiana and. Um, just signs up the bar actually passes the bar and I think he really did that in real life mm. like he was a genius and um, and then posed as an attorney and joined this law firm and then was going to marry this girl or no that was when he was posing as a doctor I'm getting it all confused anyway <laughs> Greg's getting very excited <clears throat> it was exciting so the, the girl that he was going to marry was Amy Adams and Amy Adams' mom was played by Nancy Linehan and her dad was played by um, uh, Estevan God dang it. I'm, I'm using everybody's <laughs> names. Martin Sheen. Thank you. Martin Sheen. Frank Abagnale, Abagnale Jr. I've lost the ability to speak. <laughs> That's it. We're done. I can no longer talk or pronounce word things, say stuff. And that's why I was in a hot tub calling <laughs> the National Guard on aliens when I was 17 and, and not traveling around the world. You always leave a note. All right, well, thank you. Big thank you to them. Big thank you to TBS for uh, hooking us up with that interview. That was really, really cool. Uh, Really appreciate that. And, um, yeah, so that was fantastic. So make sure you tweet this. I genuinely can't wait to see that show. I'm so excited for it. Yeah, I will definitely be watching it uh, on the premiere night. Uh, Also, huge thank you to one of our fine sponsors, Next Adventure. Next Adventure is incredible. They're located right here in town on the corner of Stark and Grand. Anything you need outdoor-wise, outdoor supplies, 
clothing, gear, whatever, they've got it. And they've got some great sales going right now. So definitely get down there and check them out or go to their website, which is nextadventure.net, um, which I, I had a tiny little part in helping. Or with the maybe we, you or go to my favorite part, which is the bargain basement, which is like the secondhand clothes and, yeah. and equipment and things that you can find at uh, the Next Adventure location. Even if you're trying to find like last minute things to put together your costume, which by the way, speaking of costumes, Greg has finally figured out what he's going to do. I we'll think. We'll talk about it tomorrow. I think so. I think I've settled on what I'm going to do. I don't think it's a bold. I think it came. It's a bold. I think it, it's, it's come to fruition. I think this is the thing that you were meant to do. It's one I've thought about for years. It's kind of a bold costume. We'll s- you seem pretty excited once you, because I've been so I'm excited. There's a about, lot in it. There's been, a lot of work. But you've seen how excited I am about my log lady costume, yeah. and you and I both love wearing costumes. So I saw the excitement behind your eyes. I think you're going to do this. It's going to be a lot ahead to me if I decide to do this, but I'll, I'll tell it at, here at some point. But anyway, nextadventure.net, nextadventure on the corner of Stark and Grant. All right, thanks so much, everyone. We love you all so much. Really appreciate it. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. And thank you so much. We'll be back tomorrow with another show, with another episode of Fun Employment Radio. <laughs> Bye, Speaking's <friends>. hard. <laughs> You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.